Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP. It's the eighth day of December. I'm Paul, and I want to thank you for joining me on this 12th day of Advent. We are walking through the Advent season here on the podcast, every day sharing another text from the scriptures that are anticipatory in nature. And and what I mean by that is we're looking into the Old Testament to anticipate the arrival of Christ through the eyes of the prophets and the Psalms. And it lets us get into their mindset. I want to make sure we, we that I make this clear. I'm not really trying to emphasize Advent. I'm trying to emphasize Jesus. Advent is an anticipation of the arrival of Jesus. We know Jesus. We have Jesus. And I don't want to... I don't want in any way to take the focus off of his actual person and put it on a season. We're just letting the season help us with our anticipation of who Jesus is. Today, we go to a famous text in regards to the Advent season, back into the prophet Isaiah. Looking at my notes, we've done about five days of the first 11 days of Advent from Isaiah. So this will make six. That means half of our Advent texts for the first 12 days have been from the prophet Isaiah. That's not surprising. We probably could have done all of our texts from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is in some ways, I I read one scholar one time that said, Isaiah is the fifth gospel. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Isaiah is all of them sort of prefaced in one prophetic story. Keep that in mind as you read, uh, from as we read from Isaiah 55, and I want to read the first eight verses. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Now, there's a lot of theology that we could get into if we were looking at this from an exegetical standpoint. And what I mean by that is if we were breaking them down verse by verse to try and mine out the truths of each verse. I love to teach that way and preach that way. But when you're looking at texts like this through a lens of, say, Advent, some sort of Christian celebration then you don't have to break it down verse by verse and pull out the Hebrew and see what every word's trying to say. 
but it's okay to land on an overall theme. And I think it might be something like this. We spend our entire lives working towards things, saving money for them, working extra hours. You could say that we're searching in some way. Some of this stuff is necessary, but but some of it is straight up searching. One of the reasons why this surfaces every year at Christmas time is that we watch hustle and bustle. Life gets quick and we think, gosh, I thought it was supposed to be something other than this. And I think that's the sound of the Spirit in us pulling us, saying, yes, it is supposed to be more than this. It, is, it isn't about just doing stuff. Um, I think what happens is that we start to realize we're looking for something, spending our time, spending our money, And at the end of the day, the question is why? Why are we doing it? Isaiah 55 is an invitation to the abundant life of God. It's God saying, I'm right here. I'm the thing you want. You can have the water and the wine and the milk, but it's not the kind that you buy with money. It's not the stuff that satisfies in the natural. It's the stuff that satisfies in the realm of the spirit. It's a covenant. It's me taking care of you. You could say it this way. God's saying to us, I'm everything you want. I'm more than everything you could want. I am what you are looking for. Come find me. Um, it's, it's, It's amazing that the God who creates everything, and he does it from nothing, chooses to reveal himself to us and invites us on the journey. If this has grown a little stale to you, this walk, and you wonder, I'm just not as fired up, I'm not as emotional as I used to be about it, I want to challenge you. This is about pursuing who God is and finding Him in Christ, but not finding all of it all at once. It's the constant pursuit of who He is. So instead of the falling into the categories of I'm only going to find him in prayer time or reading time, don't abandon them, but realize that we're really finding him in the ordinary, in the everyday and the mundane. When we do this, we start to discover the wonder of God in the face of our neighbor, the wonder of God in nature, the wonder of God all around us. And it's part of the anticipatory process of what not just waiting on Jesus, but what do I get to see from God today? Go out and practice that. See you tomorrow. God bless.